0: What's going on, everyone? Alex de Silva. I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of the uh, of the podcast. Today, I've got a, a really cool guest. Matty is here to talk about his journey. You know, he's uh, another survivor. Let's kind of call it. I don't really know what to call this, Matty. So you're going to have to kind of help me out. What we kind of call ourselves afterwards? But, you know, Matty has been through the journey, very similar journey. He kind of reached out to me on on Facebook and we sort of just hit it off. You know, we've got very similar mindsets. So I wanted to, I reached out to him and said, look, I'd love to hear more of your story. And also as well to kind of share uh, this experience to more people, because, you know, the more and more as people, you know, you guys have been listening to the episodes." It's It's been impressive how many people don't know anything about this. So, first of all, Matty, welcome to to the podcast, man. Really great to have you.
1: Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me. Um, first time being on a podcast. Spend most of my time listening to them, especially when I'm in the car. But, um, yeah, excited to uh, obviously share, share the journey. Mm. Uh, yeah.
0: Thanks. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure, man. Listen, I know it, it's one of these things that... It just takes us and tell me your story, because I want to hear your your story really from, you know, from your own words and, and just kind of really elaborate on it. Because for me, it just took me by surprise. You know, it's not something that all of a sudden just kind of happens and you're expecting it. I didn't expect any of this. You know, I didn't expect any of this and I didn't expect to be where I am today. So talk me through you, like what happened with you? How how did it kind of come about? and you know, and, and how did it kind of develop?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I think before I go into the latest episode, I think it's important to highlight that probably about 18 years ago, I had a similar operation on the same level of the spine, which, which is L4, L5. Um, but that that wasn't an emergency procedure. I basically had, um, I had sciatica, which was caused from a car crash. I basically had a, um, a herniated disc. Uh, i never I, I classed that as a as a successful operation because clearly i've gone all this time um and you know nothing major has happened until you know earlier on this year um but since then i've always had a bit of a niggly back um you know it it is that good old saying all oh, my back's gone i don't know how many times i've said that in my life and I, i'm sure there's there's quite a lot of other people out there that that have used that expression as well but um Going to this latest episode, I was it was in in August this year, so it was on on Friday the twenty fifth of August when the injury when I sustained the injury, and I, and I was basically just warming up for a run, just doing the you know the usual stuff before you go a little bit of a little bit of dynamic stretching, you know the, the leg kicks and all that good stuff, uh, and I remember specifically um, just doing forward and backwards leg kick leg kicks, um, and it was my left leg. It just went up, and I just felt something going me back, and I thought, oh, that didn't feel too, that didn't feel right, uh, but didn't think much of it at the at the at the time. Um, but it hurt, it hurt, it was in my lower back, and I thought, right, what I'll do is, I'll go for me, I'll go for a run, I'll start running, hopefully I'll run it off because previously that's what I've always done. I've always just kind of trained or ran through it, and it's always kind of you know sorted itself out because it's been very minor. Um, anyway started going for a run after about five minutes picking up the pace a little bit and then I just felt the the bottom of my back just kind of I just felt this massive wave of pain go through it Um, and I thought right this isn't right Uh, and then two or three minutes later, I'd come to a a standstill two or three minutes later I got this radiating pain down, down both legs in particular the hamstrings um, and the only way I can describe the pain was um, it felt like someone had hold of either end of my hamstring and they were just pulling it uh, as tight as they could on both of them. Um, and the, the pain was it, it was, it was excruciating at the time. And I was, I remember being on my hands and knees uh, on the pavement and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get home here. Anyway, managed to get home. Uh, and my wife and my daughter were uh, were out at the time because my little girl dances uh, and the, she was at dance practice it was on a friday because she um and i think she was dancing till like 7 or something like that managed to get home was on the on the floor in the front room going through all kind of trying to find the most comfortable position um and i found that the, the most comfortable position that i could find was was kind of my knees up to my chest and on my side. Um, so it's basically like the recovery position, but with both knees up, if that makes sense. Um, Wallet some some painkillers some painkillers in, and I remember calling my wife and I said, uh, I've really hurt my back, and I think it's quite serious because I've never experienced pain like this. Um, and I was like, you're going to have to get somebody to, to bring you home because... Usually, I'd, I'd, I'd collect them, um, and I stayed on the floor then until they arrived back. So it was, I was probably on—I was probably on the floor in the front room for a good, good sixty to ninety minutes, um, just in this one position. Because if I got any in, in any other position, um, I was this pain would just erupt again. Um, so I thought, you know, what, what, what do we do? What are the options? Clearly, you know, I can call one one one. I can go to any. I can. Uh, or I can try and manage it myself. So I decided to, I decided to see how it went. Had some more painkillers throughout the evening. Went to bed, in and out of sleep all night. Uh, clearly because I was in this pain, trying to get in these positions again. On the side was the most comfortable position. Uh, and then I remember getting up in the morning. I said, "I need to go. I need to go to the hospital." So. At, the, at, the, at, the, at that point, I couldn't drive, clearly, because I was in so much pain. So my, my my missus called my sister. My sister came round. This was early. This was probably about half seven in the morning on Saturday. Ideal time to go to A&E, clearly. Half seven on a Saturday morning. Um, got to A&E, and I remember just collapsing out of the car. Uh, and i'm like i can't i can't walk in there because because of this pain um and i remember just lying on the floor outside a and e because it was the most comfortable position uh next minute some doctor come, comes out and a porter and a porter comes out and comes out with the uh with like a wheelchair they're like these really sturdy Chairs with wheels they're not proper wheelchairs mm. it's one of them that you, you throw off a building and there's no chance it'll break it's that sturdy mm. um, and I'm like I can't sit down on that chair because the pain is that bad anyway I managed to get on my feet and this porter just grabs hold of me um, grabs hold of me links me on and he goes come, come with me now and we went through straight through A&E embarrassing as it was absolutely chocker my local A&E's, that's more you couldn't swing a cat. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm held on to this guy, you know, like this. People must have thought I'd, I'd you know, had about 10 pints or something. Um, anyway, went got me straight through uh, and got me on a bed. And then I was seen pretty quickly, to be fair. It was probably about half an hour. They triaged me while I was on the bed, so I didn't have to wait in, in A&E, clearly. Um, and then this doctor came in and he did all the usual tests, similar to... Similar to what you described, I think it was in your first episode. You know, finger up the bum and all that lot. Mm. Um, the, the prick test, you know, testing for sensation, all that good, all that good stuff. And at this point, I wasn't too numb. So when he's done the, you know, when he's done the the test, putting his finger up the back passage, I, you know, I could I could feel it and I could squeeze. Mm. So at this point, that that aspect of it was okay. Um, and I remember going to I remember stumbling to the toilet as well while we was in there and my bowel was st- my bladder was still working. Um and at this point I hadn't opened my bowels since the I think it was the, the day before when the injury occurred. I think it was like in the morning or something like that. I can't actually remember. Hmm. Um and he goes, Right, I'm not too I'm, but he but he's basically said I, I want to be, I want to be pretty certain here who said, I'm going to try and get you in for an MRI scan. And I was like, right, right, okay. My sister's with me at this point. Um, And he goes away probably for about 40 minutes. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to get an MRI scan today. Because I've had MRI scans in the past. And, you know, you're waiting, you know, a good few weeks. Mm. Um, Anyway, he comes back and he says, right, come on. Um, I've got you an MRI scan. I was like, right, happy days. Um, I got in this, under the MRI machine, Obviously, they lay flat on my back. All these noises are going off. Uh, and I just remember my, my right leg going numb and I was really uncomfortable. Um, and I thought, this doesn't feel right, but is it is it because I'm led down and maybe maybe I'm a little bit hyperextended because of the, the lying position or something like that? Um, so I did mention it to him. I said, listen, my, 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 my right leg's gone a little bit numb especially when I was lying down. I went, right, okay. Um, And he put me on this, on a ward. And he said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to send your MRI scan through to the Walton Centre, which is in Liverpool, which is probably about 40 minutes from here. Um, It's a neurology hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, it's one of the best in the country. And, you know, from my experience, it is very good. and he said, we're going to send it to the specialist there uh, and basically get, get an opinion from them because that is their kind of bread and butter type thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, right, okay. And I was probably waiting for about two hours, which is, you know, which is what I'd expect anyway. Um, and he comes back and he said, right, you have got some some disc problems, um, but from the from the symptoms that I've described to the neurologist and from them looking at the MRI scan at this stage, they're happy for you to go home uh, and manage it and see what it's like. And I'm like, right. Okay. You know, you're the experts. So clearly I trust what they say. I go, I go back, I go home. Um, and at this stage it was, it was, it was, it was like tea time or dinner time. Um, so it was time to start winding down cuz i was in hospital pretty much all day mm. and at this point i started getting a little bit more numb in my legs and the pain had decreased which is mm. quite bizarre really mm. i remember going i remember going to bed that night and i went i slept i slept in my daughter's bed and she slept with her mum just just cuz i was i had been moving around a lot mm. um trying to get in a comfortable position so i i i slept on my own and I remember, I remember waking up at points through the night and I'm like, I can't feel my legs here. I can't feel my genitals. And I'm like, this isn't right, this. Uh, and, I, and when it when it came to it, and my, my missus always gets up really early. She's up at like sometimes four or five o'clock. Mm. Um, and I think I called her in. She obviously walked past the room and I called her in and I said, listen, this isn't good. I'm, I'm numb. I need to go back. Mm-hmm. um and she's like right okay what what do you want me to do I said right call 111 so she calls 111 they advised to go back to a and I was like mm-hmm. right okay and I said to her I'm not going back to Southport that's where I'm from Southport mm-hmm. um I want to go to Entry A&E Aintree A&E is right next to the Walton Centre mm-hmm. um albeit it's a 45 minute uh, a 40 minute drive 40 45 minutes give or take um I said right, I'm gonna get there. So she phoned one of my friends and he was like, she said, can you take him? He was like, absolutely, no problem. Luckily, excuse me, he's got a camper van. Mm-hmm. Um, so he rocks up in this camper van, fresh bedding on the lot, he goes, I've a lie down. So um I got first class service, yeah, heading to uh heading to AE. Um and we got there, no problem. Walked into A. At this point, I'm numb, but I'm in no pain. Weird, totally weird. Um, I'm walking around, you know, um kind of pain free, uh, maybe a little bit of a niggle, but the, the majority of the of the issue was was numbness, mm-hmm. both legs, saddle, back passage, all the usual mm-hmm. um kind of red flag areas, if you like. Mm-hmm. Get triaged. Right, go and wait in the waiting room. This is a Sunday morning and the A and E is dead. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. There's about two other people in there. And historically, um, that A and E is is known to be really busy because it's the main main trauma centre as well. Mm-hmm. Luckily enough, got seen pretty quickly. Probably I probably only waited about half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, and the fact that, you know, I was presenting these symptoms was probably a contributing factor to that. Um, obviously, I know when they triage you, they put you in kind of order of severity, if you like. Mm-hmm. Went in, this doctor again examined me, remember his name, it was Fortune, lovely guy. Um he, he did a thorough examination. Um and I remember he I was lying on the beach, said, Okay, close your eyes, let me know when I'm touching you. And I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking, Are you gonna start? Basically. Because mm-hmm. about a minute's gone gone by. And I opened my eyes and I'm like, you are you going to begin? And he said, right, okay. And then he starts touching my left leg a bit higher up and I can feel it. So I'm saying, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. He goes out the room. My wife says to me, my wife's with me at this point as well. Um, did you not feel him touching you? And I was like, no. He said he was, he, was, he was doing it quite firmly as well. I'm like, no, I didn't feel it at all. And at this point, I'm having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke with him, mm. um, not realising the severity of what's actually going on. Mm. Um, anyway, cut 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 a long story short, he comes back into the room and he says, right, what I'd like to do is I'd like to go to the waiting room. Um, but I don't want you to have anything to eat or drink. I want you to be nil by mouth. And I'm like, right, okay. He, said, he says, it's just as a precaution, um, nothing to worry about. And I'm like, right, okay. Um, and then away. Probably about twenty minutes later, a trolley comes. Two, two, two porters. Okay, hop on. You're going over to the Walton Centre. So there's a there's a bridge that connect the two hospitals across there into um, into into the ward. Um, and I'm I'm lying there. The you know the, the nurses um, do the usual stuff. Do their observations. Ask you all your all your all your details. All that good stuff. Um, and then we sat there, the curtains drawn at this stage, three surgeons come through, um, and they're like, uh, they asked a couple of questions, you know, how are you? Mm. Um, how's the numbness, all that lot. And then, and then he goes, um, right, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to make an insurgent. Then we're going to do this. And at the, as soon as he said that, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not listening to what he's saying anymore. Cause I'm mm. like, right, I'm surgery. here," And he's probably speaking for a further, further minute. Um, and all I'm thinking about here is surgery and he stops talking and I said right so I'm having surgery am I and he goes oh yeah
0: mm-hmm. he said
1: uh, he said yeah um, and I said is that due to the numbness he said yeah basically um, due to the numbness um, you're presenting red flags at this point I wasn't aware of cauda Um and then it was probably I was probably wait I said when when am I going down and he said, as soon as possible. And I waited for about, probably about two to three hours. Mm-hmm. Went down mid-afternoon, mid maybe about uh, about three thirty four o'clock. Um, and then, yeah. Um, at that at that point, I was struggling to, to, to go to the toilet, as in urinate. And I remember being in, you go into a little room, don't you, where, where they put you to sleep before you actually go into the theatre.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Was it? I was in that room, um, and I needed the toilet. I could feel that my, my, my bladder was was full. Uh, and I said to I said to um, to everyone in the room, I said I, I'd really like to go to the toilet. And he said, "It's not really that important because you're going to be asleep in a minute. But if you if you feel more comfortable, then that's fine." I said, "I would feel more comfortable." So they gave me a bottle. They call it a bottle. It's basically mm. a cardboard device. Mm. Yeah looks a bit like a shoe doesn't it yeah it's got a bit of and it level levels out at the bottom mm. um they go out the room one person stays in for safeguarding reasons um and i, I just couldn't i couldn't weep or anything mm. at all it's just like that it's a, it's a non-starter i'm mm. afraid um next thing put to sleep uh and then i wake up in recovery and the first thing i do is i go to touch my legs uh and you know my you know, in and around that kind of midsection, uh, and the surgeon was actually the surgeon who did it was was in the it was in recovery. He was probably stood about ten meters away, and I looked at him. and I said, "I'm still numb." <laughs> I was I was expecting. I'm having surgery. The numbness is going to disappear, um, and he, he said, "Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's um, it's you know it's going to take some time." He just he just he just left it really brief because clearly. I'd mm. Just woken up for a gent from a, from a general anaesthetic, still groggy, still a little bit out of it, um, and obviously he was going to explain in further detail, um, kind of later on that day or the next morning it was actually, uh, and yeah, that was that was that was the surgery. Mm. Um, stayed in hospital for five days, and within mm. those five days, from 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 the next day. I really struggled to to to, to pass urine. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me about. Obviously, they were doing bladder scans as well before and after mm-hmm. I went to the toilet to see, you know, how much I was, you know, um, letting out, if you like, uh, and then how much was left in after. It was obviously improving every day, but it was taking it was taking the best part of ten to fifteen minutes to empty my bladder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then they, they wanted to keep me in until my bowels had opened. And it took five days. And I was, I think because I think naturally when they say to you, you know, do you want your meds? You just you just, you just just say, yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm having these meds. I've had a general anaesthetic. Um, so it's bummed me up so clearly. Mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time for me to, to open my bowels, feeding me laxatives, eventually do it. But, you know, looking back, I probably didn't need, all the medication that the, mm. that was happening. Mm. Um, and and that's probably one of the contributing factors as to why I couldn't open my bowels and I was in hospital for, for five days because there was people kind of in and out within you know one to two, maybe three days, and I was mm-hmm. in there a, a little bit longer. Mm. Um, and yeah, that and then it was and then I was discharged. Yeah. <laughs> um, i remember when i was at this before before the day i was discharged i still had no idea about colorectona and i remember the, the spinal nurse came to see me um lovely lovely team by the way the um the spinal nurses at the Walton centre um uh, and she said she she went through you know kind of the aftercare piece do this do that eat lots of fibre um if you have got any problems call us you know you've got access to the to the spinal nurses kind of not 24 7 but you know there's a there's an answer service so if you've got any questions you just give them a bell um and they'll get back to you and she handed me these leaflets one of them was spinal spinal surgery uh like small booklet and one said corda and i looked at it and i said i take it that's what i've got or what i've had and she said yes um i said right okay i'll um i'll read the booklet uh, and I, i'll do some additional research as well yeah so um mm. and that 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 was it from start to finish so looking looking back from they say you know they say you know 48 hours is the um is the time frame where you need to get in yeah. there mm-hmm. um to, to minimize any longer term effects effects you know at I think we I think we did a good job to be to be fair. Mm. Injury sustained on, on the Friday and then surgery was completed by by the Sunday. So mm. some of the some of the stories that I've read, you know, from the from the um Facebook groups that that were both on, you know, people have left it. Not not through no fault of their own. Mm. People, you know, has not caught it in time and it's left them with, you know, these long term yeah. Mm. these long-term uh you know life-changing symptoms yeah which i count myself quite one of the lucky ones really yeah um, because you know you know as well as i do there's a lot of people out there that that suffer from this injury or this condition and they can they can't walk for the for the remainder of their life or Mm. you know on crutches or they use a walking stick or they, they, they they they've got to use a catheter for the remainder of their life um so in that, in, mm. in that respect, I feel, you know, very lucky that yeah. I've got there nice and quickly.
0: Yeah, no, and it sounds like it as well. Very similar where you kind of caught it just in, in that, in that time. You mentioned about the, the sort of the numbness and, um, I guess, muscle loss. Um, did you have, cause one of the things that, obviously happened with me, and and I'm sort of seeing this generally tends to be quite a, a normal thing as well, because as everything switches off, it happened with me where I've got where my feet uh, where my legs went now my feet dropped. Did you get that as well? Is that something that kind of happened with with you as part of of the process or no?
1: No. Um, and then obviously, since I've been doing my research, you know that foot drop is is another is another symptom that people have, obviously. Mm. Obviously, yourself know, but um, I didn't get any foot drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of muscle, I co- I'm, I'm classing it as muscle wastage because basically I'm a very active person, mm. um, you know, gym goer of four to five times per week, maybe twice a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the muscle tone prior to surgery, mm. um, within my legs, my glutes, upper body mm-hmm. is all you know. Um, mm. quite defined, mm-hmm. and that there was a lot of muscle there. Mm-hmm. Post surgery, couldn't even tense my calf, couldn't, mm. ten- couldn't tense my glute. Mm-hmm. tried to tense it, and you just touch, touch, touch my calf, and it just flops yeah. side to side. Probably the yeah. same with you, mm. and probably the same with, um, you know, thousands, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the strength. The, 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 the normal strength our classic house was still there so you know pushing the foot away pushing mm-hmm. the foot towards towards yeah. you uh-huh. pushing your leg up all that was all that was intact which yeah see great hopefully that uh, answers that yeah uh, that question but but mm-hmm. I am starting to you know see um see a lot of a lot of positive outcomes at the moment with regards to my strength I've still got an awful long way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still can't really go on my tiptoes, right? Uh, so it's just a, it's just a case of keep on going, keep plodding away, keep mm-hmm. doing the the rehabilitation. But the numbness—I know you mentioned numbness. Numbness is still there, and, right. and then it's not it's not changed an awful lot, which obviously mm-hmm. is um, is quite you know disheartening, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I know that it can take time. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm I'm 12 and a half weeks post op now. So uh-huh. I'd like to think that it's still relatively early days. Um, and going back to the point earlier, at the at the moment, the only thing that is still that I'm still affected by is strength and numbness. And going uh-huh. back to what earlier about, you know, there's people that can't walk, for example, uh-huh. you know. I just need to be kind of thankful that i'm in the position i am in now yeah yeah
0: yeah and with regards to like bow and bladder and stuff like that has that kind of since has that improved have you seen improvements post-op as well
1: yeah bladder
0: in spite numbness
1: yeah yeah um my bladder seems to be working as it should yeah um and then with Aquana, it doing my own research as well and um you know Reading various posts and whatnot, it, you do get a side effect of constipation as well. Mm-hmm. So I won't open my bowels every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may it may be like every other day, mm-hmm. but they are they are working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, that's that's great.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that as well because they said to me about um, self-cafetating, and um, even when I was at the hospital, I started to try to go on my own just Mm -hmm. to try and rebuild the muscle um, and just kind of rebuild that memory. Cause obviously everything is kind of muscle memory, isn't it? It's kind of like brain to muscle function. Let's go. And I was thinking, well, let me just keep trying. Um, And since leaving the hospital and now I've seen like a big, big improvement in just, it feels a bit more natural, more kind of more bladder feels a bit more natural, but the 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 bowel is still you know it's improving don't get me wrong it's improving for sure but it's yeah definitely you know it's definitely taking some time with regards to your to your recovery because you left hospital you know after five days um what's kind of been your routine you know what what's what's been the, the sort of the key things that you've kind of been doing day to day that has helped you to you know to rebuild to to kind of build strength um not just kind of in the weak areas as in kind of like bodily wise um but also mentally as well you know what's the kind of stuff that you've been doing to to help you to to get through this because as you know there's no timeline for this but it's you know it's just like a day to day um uh I guess day to day exercise right you just got to keep this in in a day and what's worked for you
1: yeah um so the main thing for me um has been has been exercising and obviously it's well documented in this day and age that you know exercise is, is huge for for the for the mental health side of things um as well as you know keeping you know healthy in both the mind and body um but day to day i'm just cracking on as much as i can with my rehab so i'll be, i'll go i'll go to the gym pretty much every day because mm-hmm. uh, i'm able to drive now first four weeks um, I played it very safe. Um, I was horizontal quite a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, and just doing short, short walks, literally, you know, no more than thirty meters outside, up the road back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played it very safe, no, no bending, no twisting. Um, but, but you know, since then I've just been progressing, um, doing the rehab as I've been, as I, as I mentioned, doing the strength work. So I kind of do that day on day off. Uh, and then, in between that, i'll just do some light bike work bike work sorry um and a few other little bits of cardio nothing that isn't is going to make me kind of twist and turn and bend um and also for for the mental health side of things is you know meeting up with people as well because i've been I've been off work for quite quite a, quite a while uh, and the reason for that is because um i'm in, i'm in the uh, i'm in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been great. They, they just said to me, obviously, your priority now is to is to get fit, uh, fit and well. But I'm hoping to get back to work, hopefully next week, actually. Uh, but that's a different story. But just meeting up with with friends and family, uh-huh. um, and trying, just trying to keep busy. Uh-huh. I'm still doing little bits of work on the laptop. Um, but what I found was, what I found was, you know, sitting about um, and not really doing much wasn't wasn't great for me mm-hmm. um so you know luckily i've got a great great family and great friends in and around mm-hmm. the area so i've always got somebody that i can meet up for a coffee with or you know go out for for a little bit of food or or even just go for a little walk mm-hmm. um as my body as my body allows clearly um so yeah to answer your question basically exercise um and the and, you know, meeting up with people, keeping, keeping busy. I've still been doing a little bit of work because I can work remotely mm-hmm. with the laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then just going back to the exercise, obviously I've not been, I've not just been freestyling it and doing my own thing. I have seen a fit. I have seen a physio as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think it's important to mention that because, you know, I've not just been doing my own thing. What I've been what I've been doing has been prescribed Mm -hmm. uh, as well. So that's uh, quite lucky with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good to know because I think that's really important as well because I've seen in the groups where, you know, people get diagnosed, whether it's, you know, too late or, you know, whatever point it is. And, you know, we've seen as well where all of a sudden they seem to leave hospital and there's no aftercare, you know, and that's one of the things that, um, you know, I think it's always worth, mentioning and and i keep getting into you know into the episodes and, and i've said there's been times where i had to to really bang the table you know to to get to get assistance to get help and you know thankfully you know i i um yeah started the physio now this week properly and you know had a good session and like yourself just trying to do the training every single day. And what I mean by training, like I bought a bike, I bought pedals now that keep my feet stable. And I do that on a bike three times a week. And then I have the physio stuff, which my new physio verified. And she said, do these things whilst I'm not around, but um, you know, and then we'll do everything else after that. But it's um, yeah, it's certainly been, it's been a change, you know, it's, it's definitely been, you know, been been a change. How has it kind of affected you, I guess, because we've only got about sort of three minutes left, you know, how has that kind of changed your life, you know, with your partner and, and your family, the sort of the dynamic?
1: Um, I think the main thing at this stage, the, the, the thing that it's affected the most is obviously trying to adapt to this new way of, um, I wouldn't say of living because I'm still, doing the majority of things that I did pre-surgery um, or pre-injury. Um, but the main thing is the, the activity levels. Um, so I'm a very active person. I always like to, you know, get out and about, you know, um, play sport, go running. Um, and I am, I am keeping positive and I am keeping optimistic that mm. that is going to come again mm. um, because I can't run at the moment. Okay. The only thing I can do is kind of go on a bike, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not complaining, so please don't think I'm complaining. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's just that side of things that that's, that's affected life, um, mainly, uh, and obviously walking around and not being able to feel the bottom of your feet.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it, the thing is, it's so strange to uh you know, just not have certain sensations. One of the things that I'm kind of getting at the moment, I keep getting like shooting pains. They're not, they're not, they're not like painful. They're just irritating. But I was talking to the physio, and she's like, to be fair, that's a good thing. So I was like, all right, well, you know, you've got to find gratitude somewhere. Because it is one of these things that, um, you know, it can, I guess, if, uh, and, and, you know, I've seen it with, you know, with other people where it can really, really affect them you know, because it, it it's not an easy thing. You know, there is no timeline to this. Um, you know, I think as, as you've done is just to really maintain that kind of that, that positive mindset, you know, and just, just keep going. Um, you know, what would be your advice, I guess, for, for people who are going through this at the moment, you know, whether they've been, they've just come out of op. you know, they're, they're going through kind of their process uh, or anybody that's, you know, has been through the process, you know, and maybe struggling, what would you advise them? What would be the kind of the key things that you've seen has worked for you so far and going through what you're going through, you know, you know that this will benefit them as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few things and I appreciate that everybody is, is different with the, with the, with regards to, you know, coping strategies and how they, you know, take care of themselves and what they are and what they are and aren't able to do. Um, we spoke earlier about people, you know, unfortunately not being able to walk, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So you know, it all depends on what you can and can't do. But if you're in it, if you're in a similar position to, if you basically, you know, if you can, if you've got the capability to potentially do some sort of exercise, um, you know, I'd always, I'd always say that is my number one. Um, if you're waiting for a physio appointment through the NHS or if you've not got an appointment, um, I know it costs money, but potentially look at alternatives such as, as private physios. At the end of the day, you're investing in yourself. Um, health is wealth. And, you know, join up there with family. It's one of the, mo- it's the most important thing is, is to be healthy. You know, we're not on this planet very long cliché as that sounds, um, but you need to look after yourself. And if it means spending a little bit of money to go and see a professional, if you if you if you can do that, then I'd highly recommend that. Even if it's just for one appointment, just to get a little bit of advice and you know start that start that exercise and rehab rehab journey. And then you know the, you you could go down rabbit hole with it really um, if you feel like the physio that you've seen, whether it whether that be you know, private or NHS, um, hasn't given you the right exercises, maybe go and get a second opinion, no harm in doing that. Um, and then other things for me, is just keeping, keeping as busy as possible speaking to as many people as you can. Um, I find that I find that speaking, um, really, really, really can help, you know, just letting your thoughts off, especially, I find it I find it easier speaking to people I've not spoke to in a in a while.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know why. sounds mm. it sounds quite bizarre, um, but you know speaking to them and it it also refresh refreshes the, the relationship, especially you know if you've not if you've not spoken to them for a, for a long time. Um, so yeah, exercise, keep busy, talking, uh, and just get out and breathe in the fresh air as much as mm. possible. Don't, if you if you can avoid it, try not. Try not to stay indoors, you know, mm. for the majority of the day. That'd yeah. be that'd be my um, that'd be my advice. Yeah,
0: no, I I, I totally agree because that's that's one of the things as I'm getting stronger, you know, and being able to to move about a little bit more. Of the things I um, you know I want to start to do is just get out, even if I just walk around, you know, round a block. Um, for a little bit just to kind of get some fresh air that's something i'm going to start introducing now as a, as a bit of a daily thing because you know my wife works you know and she sometimes has to go into the, into the office um so there's majority of the time really like I'm, I'm at home you know although i do my exercises i kind of fill my day as you know like you i fill my day with with things to do yeah. um being in confined in one space, you know, it can get, it's not just boring, but you know, for some people it it can actually start to get quite depressing, you know, and it can really affect people's, people's mental health. But I liked what you said with regards to investing in yourself, because I think that's so important. That's such an important thing to do. Because when I left hospital, they were going to get me a community uh, physio to come to that, to the house, you know, to start Mm. doing physio and start working together. And then they told me that the wait time for that was 30 weeks. And they referred me to uh, um, Stoke Mandeville to do some outpatient care uh, over there, but that can take up to to three months. So I've been accepted as an outpatient, um, but that can take up to three months. And I thought, okay, so in between that time, you know, we'll get some physio. And they said, well, actually, it's going to take 30 weeks, you know, up to 30 weeks for someone to come back to you. So I was like, I'll be finished at Stoke Mandeville by the time that's done, because that's, you know, that's like over half a year. Yeah. Um, but like you, you know, I took the initiative and I went, I don't have this luxury of of waiting, you know, because if I sit and do nothing, I'm not going to get any better. I'm only going to get worse, you know. And yeah. I invested, you know, that, that money in getting a physio. And you know, I invested the money in 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 doing things that are going to help me. Um, yeah. And thankfully, like you, you know, I, I saw the benefits of of that. I think, you know, it is it's really about changing that that mindset because what we what we go through from be, you know beginning and then kind of ongoing, I guess, until you reach you know kind of the end point, um, it is a tough journey. Do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it is a tough journey, but one of the things I have found daily is as long as I'm investing in myself somehow, um, especially around mindset. You know, keeping a positive mindset, and not yeah. to say that when I struggle, I just kind of bury it and don't do anything about it. Like you know, you say talking to someone, people you trust, that's helped me as well. Just being able to talk to people and be able just to kind of share and, you know, and at times kind of be quite yeah. vulnerable because. I even said to my wife, um, who's a psychotherapist, so she's perfect. Because I, you know, I have a conversation with her, and, and I said to her, "It's so hard because it's amazing that she's been, and my kids have been amazing. They're never going to get it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's such a lonely journey because unless you're going through it on your own, um, or you're going through it yourself." it's so hard to explain to people sometimes, you know, um, just how tiring it can be, you know, just sometimes, you know, just, just move it. Cause we, you know, it's something that I never thought just getting up off the sofa, going to the kitchen or going into the bedroom was going to be such an effort. You know, my two-year-old comes running past me and I'm like, you know, you kind of, I laugh about it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know yeah. well, I'm on the crutches now so I've kind of you know I'm starting to move a bit quick I'm catching up but you find that you know that there are days where you know there are struggles and you know it can be can be quite
1: difficult you know oh yeah, 100% um, you know I mean I've, I've, I've harped on a lot there about you know this has made me feel better and that's made me feel better but there has been there has been days especially you know in the in the first few weeks where I've had some some real down points, you know, and I've been in tears. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, the majority of people that go through a traumatic experience uh, are are the same as well. So, so yeah, I have, I have had down points, definitely. uh, Some low points, some upsetting moments. Um, And then when you're saying about, you know, being tired and struggling to do this, struggling to do that, I always find um, in the, the morning is definitely the worst time for me. Um, I've always been a morning person, um, so go back to go back to pre-surgery. I I'd, I'd wake up at you know five o'clock in the morning, do a session before work, crack on with work. Um, but now I find that my numbness or the the loss of sensation, whatever you want to label it as, is always worse, especially in in and around the feet always worse in the morning and i don't know if that's because my body's been in a state of rest mm. um and then obviously you're getting up and it's yeah it's, it's it's really hard to explain it's hard to explain to people how that feels you know when you say when when i say to somebody um yeah i can't feel the back of my legs i can't feel my 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 back passage very much and i can't feel the soles of my feet um, and they kind of look at you and and, and say I can't, I can't imagine how that feels. And it's mm. like, yeah, it is it is weird. Um, but yeah, I, I know I, I've said it about three or four times. I'm just lucky that, that that's the only mm. side effect as well as, you know, s- strength loss that I've got at the moment. Because um, there's people, I'm reading on the group that there's people, and I don't know about you, if you've still got any any pain, but I read quite a lot of people that are in, in severe pain. Mm. Yeah. Um, are you are you still in pain?
0: No, not at no. all, mate. And that, and that's the one thing that I am so grateful for, because like you, when you were talking about when you collapsed, <clears throat> and you you know you were literally on the floor, just you know when you managed to get yourself home, and you were literally on the floor, just in a fetal position, just holding yourself on this. That was me, and I the sofa that I'm in now that I slept here for a week. Because I, I started to, I was getting the sciatica, you know, the sciatic pain first, and I could not sleep on on the bed, you know, and I had to just sleep on the sofa. And the only way mm-hmm. I could sleep was, you know, just on a slight incline in the fetal position, because that's the only time that it would take pressure off the spine. <clears throat> and then towards the end, when the same thing happened with you, I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, we came home, picked the kids up from school my uh and thank f- oh mate honestly thank god by the time i got home i noticed when i got out of the car uh my foot dropped my right foot dropped thank god just as i got home and um and i was thinking Fuck, that's weird why is my foot feels like it, it was a kind of like quite lifting as much as it would and um yeah i sort of got up the stairs and i said to my mm-hmm. wife i was carrying like two trays of of eggs and um, I had to give her the eggs and I just collapsed on the floor and just burst into tears. And I was like, you literally just holding myself. And and she kept saying to me, are you okay? She took the kids. Cause you know, so they didn't see. And I was literally like, just, she said to me, she's like, you, you were like a child. You're yelp. You were like, you're just yelping. You was in so much pain. And I said to her, I've never felt anything like it. And eventually I managed to get myself into the bedroom and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, how is this happening? So to go from that, as you described as well, to almost feeling like I was going to pass out, to waking up post-op to just all of a sudden go, fucking hell, where did it go? Mm. I was just, that was the, I think not give a shit, I couldn't feel my legs. My legs had gone numb. The only thing I had was just the quads. The quads were working, which meant I could kind of bring my legs up and down, but my feet were like, you know, they were like the old school, uh, what's it called you know those kind of energy things they were oh, just yeah. going everywhere do you know what I mean they were literally my legs were going all over the place but um yeah nothing you know and, so, and even now you know there's still there's just as the muscles kind of like rebuilding I'm getting just a little bit but not thank god mate nothing from from the actual uh from how it was before
1: right and then now it's the bowel and bladder
0: it's getting better. It's All getting right. better every day. Yeah. It's getting okay. better every day because the, the I'm still like, I leak it's the, mm. the, the one thing that I'm, yeah. I'm having some, some issues with. So I have to wear one of those, uh, one of those active tenor pads. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to like, truck, yeah. truck. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> the thing is I said to the missus, I was like, what am I going to do about it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here crying and and kind of pretending it's not happening. So I was like, well, you just got to get on with it. So we laugh about it. And, um, you know, even with with the glutes, what you were saying about the muscle deterioration, because I've never had anything like this before. I don't know about you, but I've never really, well, you said you kind of had, you know, um, spinal surgery before, but I don't know whether it was you know, any if you've had any muscle loss to this extent. No. So to literally, yeah, so to literally then like you, you know, going to the gym four or five times a week, you know, always being, you know, very strong. And to all of a sudden wake up and, you know, when I managed to be able to move and then look at my glutes, and my wife looked at me and she went, Where the fuck's your your ass is gone? Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You exactly. know, and, and, and I was like, what the fuck? And it was, there was, yeah. And everything was just switched off. And that for me was, was the, that was a scary moment for me because I realized I was like, if it's switched off, is it going to switch back on? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, are things going to switch back on? And um, when it started to slowly do you know what I mean? When, it, when, when I started to feel a little bit and I started to feel some, some sensations and I do a lot of sensory work, I'm constantly pulling because obviously I've got, I've got, um because I've got drop feet on both. I do a lot of sensory work. So I'm constantly not scratching because it's itchy, but I'm scratching my feet. I'm constantly massaging. I'm constantly moving them around because that's supposed to really help to kind of send, you know, brain to feet message. Um, but it also helps with, you know, growth and, you know, and, and sensations and stuff. And I do it on my legs as well because it's still like the back of my, like my hamstrings. So the back of my legs are still these areas that are still numb. So I'm constantly doing the same. Um, yeah. And even with kind of private area, you know what I mean? It's the same, you know, like I'm still like a lot of the sensations come back, but around just like, you know, like underneath the, the, the ball bags and stuff like that.
1: Yeah,
0: you yeah. yeah, there's still some some numbness there, and yeah, that's yeah. the kind of stuff which is a bit. There's like a lot of wins, but there's still a few bits that are. There's still, you know, it's it, it's getting there, and I can feel yeah. it, but it takes time.
1: It's early days, isn't it? I think you yeah. you your surgery was, a couple of three or four weeks, weeks after that. Eight yeah. weeks. Right, yeah, yeah. So
0: well, So I've been. I've been. Yeah. So it's been. So on the 25th, it's going to be two months. Yeah, eight weeks.
1: Yeah, just just really early days. Yeah, 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 so.
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But so, this is yeah. where,
0: but this is where I'm, I'm grateful. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, post-op, like not having any pain. You know, okay. You know, my right foot, my toes are moving more. I'm able to, you know, start to move my foot. It's moving down a little bit. I'm able to start to kind of move it side to side, but it's not strong. It's not like how it used to be. Yeah. But just the fact that I can do that, I'm, I say, I get proper geeked out about it because I'm like, shit, it's, it's happening, you know. And yeah. you know, things are coming back to life. And the physio said to me, by the way, your muscles are, are active. I can feel them as you're doing things, they're activating, you know, the signals are coming through. And as soon as she said that to me, cause you know, I, I, have always said at the beginning, like I'm walking out of here stronger than I came in and I'm going to recover 110%. Like that's not even, there's no debate. I don't give a fuck. The doctor said, you know, Oh, it's going to take a bit of time. The physio said to me, you know, you've got to be mindful, you know, you, you might just get 80%. And I went, no, I told her straight, no, I said, I'm recovering 110% and and that's it. She's like, yeah, but, and I went, there's no buts. I said, it is what it is. Like, this is, this is happening. (laughs) And she laughed, and she went, I'd love for you to prove me wrong. And I went, I will. And, you know, and, and, and I haven't changed that even through the, the really tough times. I've kind of stuck with it because I don't want to give myself any opportunity to go. Yeah. But what if, yeah. I'm like, what if what? shit's happening do you know what I mean so
1: I think it's important to have important to have that mindset definitely especially in a in a situation like this you could easily just go you know doom and gloom I'm never going to get better um Mm. and you know the 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 mind and the body is a wonderful thing the more the more you say that the more it'll actually the more it'll actually happen Mm. um whereas you know if you if you continue to to do what you do and you know be determined that you know you will overcome and make a full recovery um it it's amazing what what that kind of mindset can can have
0: yeah but i think one of the things excuse me one of the things i've realized is my body's recovered Do you know what i mean as far as i'm concerned the post op bit i think like you thank god the pain's gone Do mm. you know what i mean like the pain's gone so you know, and they said to me afterwards, look, you know, everything went really well. There were no complications. Everything is okay. I was like, cool. Okay. So let's just keep doing what we're doing. And then everything is all right. And all of a sudden now, look, everything switched on. I'm like, brilliant. I'm recovered then. So there's no mindset. Oh, I'm still kind of recovering because then the stuff that I've studied over the years, I've learned the kind of the power of language, the power of words, you know, and I've learned over the years to, speak as things has already happened so I was like mm-hmm. okay cool well I'm recovered then and someone said to me he said yeah but what's happening now and I'm like I'm rebuilding yeah, I said, yeah my body's recovered I'm not in pain so what, what you know there's nothing wrong all yeah, there rebuild. is now is just that this is it now I'm at the rebuild phase you know I'm just rebuilding muscle I'm rebuilding muscles so that I can walk again you know and my nerves are rebuilding that you know we get full sensation and I keep telling yeah. myself that every single day, every single day, you know, because then my body goes, cool, all right, well, let's rebuild then. Let's keep let's yeah. keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. But it's um um what's some one of the things that um I I find interesting with with this, and I'd love to kind of get your your opinion, and I definitely want to bring other people in as well to kind of have their experience is this is so cunning, this, you know, this, this syndrome, because it doesn't matter like you, you, like me, we both call it within the 48 hour mark. Do you know what I mean? I was exactly the same, you know, got refused to take on Friday when the numbness was starting. And then by Monday, when I, by the time I got to hospital, my right foot dropped, my left foot dropped. And then I started to get the real numbness, you know, around yeah. the bladder. Um, And I lost bladder sensation like the next day. We had the op, you know, within the 40 hours, because by the time I got to hospital, you know, as you know, that's kind of when things went numb. And and as I understand that, that's when it's really crucial that, you know, that's when the clock starts ticking. So we got it. Do you know what I mean? We got it in time. And what I find really interesting, no case is the same. No No, one's the same. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, where I always try to be, you know, really mindful of, you know, like when I'm speaking to people and this is something that for me, like I'm really trying to dig into this now to kind of really understand, um, you know, people's journeys to discover a way to help more and more people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Is it a mind thing, you know, because everybody's so different it isn't to do more, you know, less to do. There's going to be an element of physio there, obviously.
1: Yeah
0: but the mind rebuilds the body. Do you know what I mean? You know, the mind, you know, rebuilds everything. You have a cut on your finger. Eventually, you know, we don't even have to think about it. It heals itself. And as I've been studying over the years, well, if that's the case, then how much then can we do? Um, I guess my, 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 my question is, how have you found it so far, you know, with, seen so many differences in in the group um how have you kind of kept it i guess simple and and sort of focused on you so it didn't i guess affect your 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 recovery if that kind of makes sense because yeah, no yeah. one's the same
1: yeah i know i know what you mean it's um so you can you can search on the on the groups i think i'm in about three. I don't mm-hmm. know how many are. I oh, just I know. that one yeah Oh, is it? Yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's another couple that I that I as well. There's one. There's just a UK based one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can you can go on for days and and weeks scrolling through, just reading everybody's posts and reading the comments. And as you said, there it's it's um, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody that you know kind of goes through it is uh, has a different has different symptoms um they've you know had surgery at different times um so i think with regards to you know looking at other people's posts i think it's it's trying to narrow down who is similar to you and who's had similar um similar kind of symptoms and when certain things were triggered. Does if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, you can you can go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, can't you? Mm. You can read somebody, you can read somebody's um, story that could be quite unsuccessful, mm. uh, and automatically that puts bad thoughts into you, into your mind. You think, God, I'm mm. never gonna, I'm never gonna come out of it. Uh, mm. But then, you know, the day after, you'll read somebody else's story, um, a very successful story, made a full recovery, great. Um, And you know it can put you, it can be put you, put you, you kind of hopes up if you like. Mm. Um, I think it's very important that you you know that people do do their own research. I've done, I've done Mm. a lot of research, especially in the first, especially in the first four or five weeks. Mm. Um, And it is just, it is a simple case of everybody recovers differently. Mm. Everybody's story is different. Mm. Um, and I've said it three or four times, and I'll say it again. I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones mm. because of all I've got the, the issues that I've only got now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it's just important to stay as level-headed as possible. Mm. Um, and don't get don't get too disheartened by somebody somebody else's um, what's the word I'm looking for you know, somebody else's who 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 hasn't had a good time, basically. Yeah, Would that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean everybody has their journey, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's it one of the things which, especially in the early days when my my wife found this um that that group that we're both on, I jumped on it and, you know, just wanted to kind of just read a few posts, see how things are, introduce myself. And um and I read some, some positive things on there and there were some negative ones as well, you know, of people. And again, I don't know their journey fully, but it, it, you know, noticing that people were having like knee surgery, that seems to be like post-op and after a, a few years where people were having knee surgery. Yeah. And a lot of those, a lot of them, um, even though, you know, they, you know, some people were going through some real struggles. I always tend to kind of look for solutions and one of the things I, I remember looking, there were a couple of posts of people that were, you know, where, I don't know why, I don't know enough of their journey, but it seemed like it caused them knee surgery. You know, obviously, you know, their knees, you know, worn out or whether they didn't get physio or, you know, they weren't given any splints or whatever it is. Um, You know, obviously their knees, you know, must have been hyperextending or whatever it may have been that they, they didn't have enough of the muscle strength, you know, where it needed to. I remember just thinking, right? How do I avoid that? Yeah, you know. And I'm I remember in the end, just writing it down and kind of going, right? I've got to really make sure you get the splints. I've got to make sure. So I really started telling the physios, look, how do I avoid this? How do I avoid that? You know, how do I make sure that you know I'm, I'm fit for purpose? You know, when I leave here, I've got to make sure that I'm, you know, as 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 best as I can be, so I can continue yeah. then, you know, building from from that. Um. But there's been a couple of times as well where I um, I did look at, at at some of the struggle or so, sorry some of the successes, and and my mind can quickly go into, wow, well, you know you got drop foot, you know you're not quite there yet, you know doing a comparison, and um, I had to very quickly you know bring myself back in and kind of go. Yeah everybody's different man. And, and even in the yeah. eight weeks, you know, that I, I've, I've, you know, been home, you know, kind of that post-op I've had to really learn to realize not to compare. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. You know, really keep that, that comparison thing, you know, out of the door, you know, whilst I'm going through this, because as as you said, and, you know, we've kind of identified, no, one's the same, man, no. like no one is the same. And I I really I sympathize with with a lot of people in in that group because you know I want to, especially with what I do, sometimes I wanna, you know, the the initial thing for me is I want to go and help someone. How can I help people? You know, but I've realized with this is like I can't help anybody, you know, I can only help me, but find people like yourself where you know we've got that, you know, that that kind of that common thread. You know, and we can kind of bond on that and go, right, well, let's create a community there, you know, of, of people who are doing it because yeah. you know, we can then help each other in that way, you know, and that's where then we, you know, we can all kind of be of service somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, but hopefully in going through the journey, you know, we might be able to then, you know, help somebody who who might be a bit lost, you know, who may not have got the service, who may be able to, you know, but they'll have to then see it for themselves.
1: Yeah, it's sorry. Time- go you know sorry going back to you know you, you you mentioned there about people having to have um secondary surgery, knees hips, all that stuff you know that, that 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 could simply be down to um one that they couldn't have done anything about it and it was gonna always happen or two they could have they could have potentially um, prevented it. If the care was there, mm. or they'd reached out and gone to somebody private, um, but on the flip side, they might have been so down and distraught just from having CES that they just thought, my, you know, my life's over. So you know, th- could there be better support? You know, it, there's, mm. there's, a, there's a few, there's a few kind of scenarios there, isn't there?
0: Hmm. well this is it as well right because i think there's 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 a level where you know the the nhs unfortunately you know they're 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 overwhelmed massively understaffed hmm. um but you know how much is that you know how much is is it their fault you know and how much do you need to take responsibility and accountability for your recovery post-op you know i i always i always say to people look you know you are as much responsible for you as actually you are the one who is responsible for you in in every case. Do you know what I mean? No one's going to make you better. No one's going to help you to succeed. No one's going to help you to heal. One hundred percent. This is you. You on you, um, and I've realised that uh, with you know previous things that I've I've experienced, and and I think there's got to be. I think as you said, you know, there is, we we do live in a world now where we have resources at our feet. Do you know what I mean? You know, yes, there may be some investment. I get it. Some people might not be able to, but I would always go, you know, I would always challenge that and kind of go, and I'm not kind of judging anyone. Let's just go hypothetically. Right. And I've seen it in in, in many different cases where somebody will, re, you know, they will go, well, you know, I can't afford therapy or I can't afford, afford coaching. You know, I can't afford to heal myself, you know, mentally, physically, you know, whatever it may be, or a nutritionist. But I've got more than enough money to to smoke twenty fags a day. I've got more than enough to sink twenty pints, you know, every Friday night. I've got more than enough to shug a bag of cocaine in my nose, and I've got more mm. than enough to go to McDonald's, you know, three four times a week.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay you saying. know what I mean. Def- yeah, you know, and,
0: and and then this is where I always throw the question, and I'm not saying it from a judgmental perspective. I've done all of those things myself. I've been a drug addict. I've been an alcoholic. I've been a, you know, addicted to porn. I've been, you know, obese. So it's, I I don't say things that I haven't been there myself. Um, So I I understand, you know, what, what that challenge can be. And I've made those excuses as well. I've made those excuses myself. Do you know what I mean? And, and I've had to learn the hard way to go actually there's no fucking excuse for 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 your life um but i wanted to ask you something because once again we're almost at that 40 minute mark um what's your views on nutrition how much does that help you
1: uh massively yeah definitely it's um it's always been a a massive part of my life especially um from the uh, early adult stages or mid adults or adult stages up until now um I've had to alter it a little bit since this. I found that um, I know we spoke um, about the uh, the glamorous subject of constipation earlier, uh, but I found that flax seeds have really helped. And it's, it's basically like a it's like a powder, and you know you can add it to you can add it to food, you can add it to smoothies. Yeah. Um, but I felt um, I felt that's helped quite a lot, especially with you know. The bowel situation, but in general, mm-hmm. um, I've always been very conscious about about what I eat mm-hmm. um, and how much of it I eat. I am quite a greedy person. <laughs> um, my, my wife will will second that, yeah. um, but I, I try and attend to save my intake of food for those meals, so I can. It allows me to have that a little bit more. But I always, try, I always make sure that obviously I'm drinking plenty of water. Again, going back to the muscle memory with regards to you know bladder function. Um, so I'm I'm always drinking fluids. Always, you know, obviously going to the toilet as and when I should. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm 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 no I'm no angel. I'll still quite happily have a Snickers bar or something like that. Yeah. Man. But you know. It goes back to that old that old word, you know, moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tend to really watch what I eat, um, especially as my activity levels have come down somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if 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 I if I if I rewind back to pre-surgery, I could probably get away a little bit more with with eating probably a little bit more food um, mm-hmm. and not having to worry about it too much. Whereas now because the activity levels have dropped, you know, just need to keep one eye on that. Mm. Um, so, you know, going back to your question, probably about 40 minutes ago, about advice to anyone, um, I think nutrition is a big one as well. Um, if you've suddenly got CES, and you you can now, you know, no longer do anything, any, any sort of physical exercise, um, you really need to look at, what you're eating because it could be quite easy to to kind of you know put that weight on and then that will lead to further health issues yeah definitely
0: yeah
1: I imagine you're the same with regards to like nutrition
0: oh 100% Sandra. yeah 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 definitely I've you know over the years I've, I've tried different things you know I've always sh- kind of struggled with with my base more kind of when I was like a, sort of a teenager and then as I kind of got into my 20s um yeah same same with me huh? yeah it was you know it was kind of up and down and then um i then started to you know to, to take a little bit more more care um but as i got into my into my 30s then i really dialed that in and over the last two years yeah maybe like a year and a half or so i i have kind of issues with with my stomach you know i i certain foods i can't eat yeah. um which to be honest, I've been eating some of them at the minute because it helps me go. <laughs> but usually I cut it all out. Um, I've got like irritable bowel syndrome, so I can blow and you know, it's just not it's not pleasant. Right. So I started doing a carnivore, it's not pure carnivore, so not just like pure meat. I did that for about 30 days and I went, as much as I love meat, I can't do it. Just meat. It's just one, it's too boring, and two. I like living, do you know what I mean? I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these extremists where you go either one way or another. <clears throat> and um, I just found a good balance, do you know what I mean? I found a good balance of I eat meat every day, I eat eggs, I eat a yeah. ton of eggs, uh, hard cheese, raw milk, raw honey and fruits. But like you, every now and then, I, uh, I'm i a fiend when it comes to, to chocolate and ice cream. So every yeah. now and then, I'll go, right, let's just have a, you know, a bowl of ice cream or, you know, let's just, you know, like it was my son's birthday. It's my birthday on Saturday. Do you think I'm going to eat a piece of steak and go, oh, yeah, this is my birthday cake. Hey, I'm definitely going to have a lot of, you know, I'm going to treat myself. Yeah, Yeah. So it's exactly that. It's having a balance, but also having that, you know, that that compulsion to kind of go, well, do you know what? I know I mean, especially at the hospital because probably as you know, yeah, we, I know you were only there for five days. I was in there for five weeks, mate. And honestly, they love to feed people biscuits, <laughs> biscuits and cakes and teas. And they'll do it like three, four times a day. Yeah. yeah. But that shocked me because they'll give you breakfast in the morning and the breakfast stuff, you know, is just a lot of it. It's just, you know, it's the usual process stuff. And then they'll give you lunch <clears throat> and then you have a dinner in between that time. You know, it's tea and biscuits and, you know, you can have as much as you want. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you're not careful, um, you know, that that kind of stuff, as well as all, all the medication, all the stuff that they give you, you know, that stuff will will mess up your, your stomach, um, yeah. which did with yeah. me. And I know you mentioned it, it kind of blocked you up. It did with me. They kept giving me laxatives. They gave me some laxatives to take home. I started taking them and all of a sudden I was like, I'm, I'm more blocked up now than I was before. So I stopped taking it yeah. now, just stopped taking it and just started doing the pelvic exercises and that's been helping.
1: Right. And
0: now because my stomach has, I've gone back to the usual natural way of me eating. It's yeah. um Yeah. It's been all right.
1: Yeah. Happy days.
0: Yeah. 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 But listen, mate, we're down to, to that one minute. I don't want us to, to get, to get, <laughs> to get cut off again. But let's yeah, definitely yeah. do let's definitely do um a number two because this is you know this is like a, a progressive journey for us, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. you know, and I definitely want us to to kind of stay up to date and you know, we'll stay connected outside of here anyway. But listen, mate, I just want to say a big thank you for, for coming on, for sharing your experience and you know for really adding uh, really adding value today.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. Pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me again. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Hopefully you can get some more um I don't know. I know you just want to. I don't know if you want to keep it as a mini series with the CES thing, but it'd be great if you could get some some other people on and get get their experiences as well.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely will. I'm going to actually post it in the group, so you know, people who are listening, if they want to join, yeah. then you know, drop me a message because I am uh, I am definitely want to be speaking to more people. You know, who have who have had different experiences. They are willing to share their experiences, add value really get the name out, you know, the, uh, the cause of, you know, called a requiner syndrome, the journeys that they've been through the, the awareness, you know, which is something that's important. So look, thank you so much once again for, for being here and for you, the listener, thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you so much for taking part. Thank you so much for, for your comments. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm so grateful to you for, for doing that. And, um, really helping me, us, you know, the survivors who, who who have gone through, who are going through Corner Aquinas Syndrome at the moment or CES. And, um, you know, the more and more we share this information, the more awareness we can bring to people and, you know, the more and more we can, we can help others. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, be great, be fantastic and be absolutely phenomenal. See you soon. Take care.